From Bella Vista Hotel, this is Two Brownish Girls, a Western Sydney-based podcast speaking of the Pacifica Australian experience. We're your hosts, Talitha and Cripps. Just a quick disclaimer and explicit content warning. Our podcast is 100% unfiltered and from our own personal views. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of this land in which we record this podcast, the Darug people. Sovereignty has never been ceded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, hello, hello. We have two a special guests here as an exclusive on the Two Brownish Girls podcast. But before we begin, our connection to home and place cradles our identities, nourishes our spirits and heals us emotionally. But what happens when you're physically disconnected, away from home, not knowing when you can return, dressed in another culture for so long that your own feels like a costume? Tonight, we're joined by two of the four Pacifica women behind a new production called Aura Mate, birthed by the Blackbirds Creative Arts Collective by Aisha Ash in collaboration with multi- multidisciplinary artists Mel Ree, Selavai, and Selly G. They'll be performing at the PAC Center in Marrickville between the 14th to the 17th of July with their new production, Aura Mate. Please welcome Mel Ree and Selly G to the show. We're so excited to have you both on and um, we are so honoured that you've thought of us to um, share this space with you both and um, put on your show like I'm really excited it tickets we went out today yeah we're honored to be here on your show and we respect you guys and what you do and it's a pleasure to meet in time and space like go us we rock yeah <laughs> thank you so much what she said <laughs> awesome and to kick it off we always ask our two brownish girls guests ASL, but not the old school way, age, social media handle, and Indigenous land that you have settled on. Was the first one age? Ah, yes. If you want to. <laughs> or ancestry. Or ancestry. Ooh, I like ancestry. That's a good change, actually. <laughs> first, you want me to go you first? You go first. Okay, look, I'm going to hit you with both because hey. I'm motherfucking <laughs> proud of both. Am I allowed to say motherfucking? Yes, please. As many as you like. We're not sponsored, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about cunts okay, and whatnot. Okay. But it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, we receive it. <laughs> yes, we believe it. We expect it. We know what's happened. That's how you lie. It's happened. It's happened. Okay, so I'm proud of both. I'm 33. 33 is a magic number. You know, spiritually, like... I don't know if this is any importance, but Jesus was 23, Buddha was oh, 33, sorry, girl, 33, Buddha was 33. And like being 33, I feel like it's such a magical age for me. So much magic has sprouted around me. And like, I just want to say to all women, like you should be excited to age because, you know, you are ripening, you are unraveling the core of this beautiful being you are. And I feel like we've been lied to about age. And I hate it when women are entering their 30s and they're scared. I'm like, you should be excited because... The best of you is to come because as you age as a female entity on this planet, woman, the, the embodying woman is the greatest gift of life. Like how beautiful. So I'm 33 and my ancestry, 
My mom is from Apanati Village, um, Burena District, Central Province, Papua New Guinea. And her father was the chief of the village. She has royal blood in her family. Yes, I'm a princess. And, <laughs> um, what's next? No. A-S. A S. Social media, Mel underscore underscore R double E. Follow me on the IG, Mel underscore underscore R double E, Mel Re. Um, I'm on Facebook as Melanie Re. I don't have a website yet. I need that because she's getting booked and she's busy. I'm going to make a website. Stay tuned. I'm going to use Squarespace. I hear it's good. Ooh. And um, L, I'm on Gadigal land. Respect and love. Acknowledge the ancestors of the Gadigal land. Give thanks. I'm so grateful for this sacred land. I exist, play, work, create on. I'm so grateful. And I feel such a um, beautiful, humble synergy with this earth. Thanks to the spirits that live here. So I'm unbelievably grateful. Over to you, Steli G. Stunning. <laughs> well, I'm Steli G, and I'm next in line for this type of 30 as Shine. Um, <laughs> I just recently turned 30. 30. Um, and my ancestry is Fijian. And my dad is from. Ngao Rione and my mum is from Kandavu Sosunadeva. And I'm on Gadigal land. Mm -hmm. and, and your social media handle. Oh, my social please. media handle is Auntie Steli G. How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> How could anyone forget, really? My social media handle is Auntie Steli G. And you want to see it because she's got the kind of Instagram. You look at it and you're like, thank fuck for life and thank fuck for people like this, you know? Gotta go yeah. on. Hey, Instagram popping. <laughs> I have to agree with that. But I also have to say that we have to be following Mel as well because I saw yeah, someone yeah. with a flower in their pussy today. <laughs> oh, yeah, from the queen, um, that, oh, the town hall that you um, hosted. That the, so I cool. hosted. What a sacred, beautiful gathering. It was mm. so beautiful and huge, epic, like avant-garde. And like that's the kind of shit you dream of as a performer, you 100%. know. 100%. Mm. And working with, working with artists like that as well, like the, we have all these artists, like, we're homegrown. Mm. Betty Crumble, like Stella Vai, mm. Taymania, mm. like Kalia, mm. like Carly, like the ballroom mm. community was mm. there as well. It's like we, yeah. Sydney is really the, like, or shall I say, Gadigal land right now. Creatively, the soil is very fertile. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, the best thing about that event was being backstage with all the performers and Kat Dopper asked me if I wanted to do a cheers and Kalini being the mother she is like I mean yeah Kalia sorry being the mother she is did a cheers and then I was like okay girl you beat me to it but let me have my time Actually, <laughs> <laughs> everyone in this room I know from the community I've seen perform and to be a part of this and to witness you in all your glory like that is the greatest pleasure mm. on this earth you know Betty Grumble who you saw me put a flower in her vagina I was just saying to Steli how sacred her work is because she unshames the body. She turns it yes. into beauty, something playful, yeah. something you could just admire or have fun with. And so many women have been shamed for their vaginas. Mm. And like mm. the work she does is so sacred and it really frees people. 100%. Mm. Awesome. I remember when I first met her when I was like 17 years old and I actually saw her. Do you remember when Harvest Festival used to be a thing at Parramatta Park? Oh my gosh, I can't even remember. Okay, like, 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 I'll be real. I'm not gonna lie and be like, oh yeah. 
this is when what's her name mia was like really big there was one of them that there was anyway i think mia was headlining at this festival anyway long story short that had nothing to do with anything but I was 17 years old. I snuck in. I pretended that I was 18 so I could go into this gig. And I was on the same lineup as uh, Betty Grumble. And she was performing. And I remember this is the first time I saw a woman, like, with a tampon ha- hanging out of a C-U-N-T. And I, like, went backstage. And I was like, girl, like, your tampon's hanging out. And the way she responded to me was, like, in a real smart-ass, but also, like, oh, it's such a real shame that, like, you couldn't have a good time because you saw my tampon hanging out. Like, <laughs> made me like think like wait what like did I do something wrong like girl I'm trying to help you out you know what I mean I I just always remember that memory like from such a young age she just like I don't know just the way she like reacted to that Mm. really it made you question it it made you question why you thought that was a bad thing yeah yeah there is so much shame like with the female Mm. body that Mm -hmm. even having your period like I remember hiding my pad like going to the bathroom and now I don't care I'm like I'm menstruating like clearly am I hiding my pad yeah (laughs) she's so amazing and I think in she's such a like um she's such a like what do you call it like a real big big sister in her artistry mm. for you and me yeah she is a big sister vibe yeah she really supports the young sisters coming up she gives you so much love so much praise she's so humble and then you see her doing these like when you watch her perform she's fearless she's free and when you're near the free spirit that is medicine for the soul and it frees you yeah you feel free and like that's what she does to you that's so special i am um, i can't i don't think i've ever seen her perform and i I'm obviously missing out. Yeah, <laughs> stuff is normally in a lot of queer. It's spaces. underground. It's she's very underground. yeah, nice. But she does yeah. go to festivals. Yeah, yeah, she, and yeah. yeah, she's also been like to Everywhere. Edinburgh. Yeah, she's, yeah. She oh, does wow. the festival scene. True, true performance art style. Like not a commercial sellout at all. You know, and like those mm. amazing festivals out in the desert and just dark mofo, big ones as well. Like. Oh my god that's true because a couple of my yeah. friends Marlena Daly is going to Dark Mofo I forgot about that but you know what's do you know about that <laughs> yeah I saw about that you know the artist who did who had the intention to make that work it's very interesting because I've studied him a lot and I I've always thought he was exceptional and then I saw that and it was like wow, very interesting because it would be in- different for people who didn't know anything about him and about his practice and his history. And I tried to look at it and I was just like, oh man, it's really sad that as someone as powerful and intelligent who makes such sensitive, powerful work, can't even see the pain that causes. Yeah. And that yeah. shook me. That shook mm. me a lot. I, th- I, th- I think it's like important to try and uh, see people's different people's perspectives and have a little bit of empathy but like I tried to look at that so many ways and I just couldn't see like how it was not like how it could be right or seen as okay so I'm glad like you know that they that my pro listened the mentality itself the, the the type of mentality that it takes to think that that's okay that's a certain programming you know I've been reading mm-hmm. the underground railroad um that really famous book Aisha actually lent it to me and it's about slavery and the most interesting thing to me about it is the mentality it takes to be able to 
you know harm people in that way mm. and and like yeah it's interesting it's interesting mm. you know even the most incredible artists are not immune to toxic masculinity it's a disease you know that have they say it takes 10,000 hours to be a master of something you know she has been work she works non-stop. non-stop during covid she did this online free grumble boogie dance class every single day she's doing so many um like performances through zoom setting up the most hectic shit in her yard like <laughs> she does not she's done excessive of ten thousand hours yeah. that's why she's just so- and, like she's one of those people that like she can do everything mm. but also nail it as yeah, well you yeah, know what yeah. i mean like everything is just yeah chef's kiss true artist mm. true artistry just permeating her every every cell in her body mm. yes well we're gonna give her a shout out then on the podcast shout out betty grumble all right let's get into the little bit of um chit chat about your production and then we can talk some shit yeah. uh after <laughs> that so <laughs> um so the latest production oramate which features as I mentioned before, for powerhouse specific women, uh, as Mel said in her Instagram today, uh, where does the name come from and what can we as the audience expect to see in the show? Well, I think the name came, well, so, okay, this show, by the way, we've been like sitting on this, we, our first residency for this show was back in 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this show has had like a few different lives and back in short lives short lives very yeah but um back then um blackbirds was run by another another pacifica woman named emily um so emily and aisha both i think came up with uh with the name oramate Mm -hmm. Um, ora meaning oral yeah and mate and mate obviously meaning dead oh i was gonna say is that yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but um to be completely honest i think that question might be like a blackbirds question sure yeah, yeah we've just cool. adopted the original idea like it's such a powerful idea i'll just go into it a bit more um, because it's based on mount terawera which used to be the eighth wonder of the world and it it was in new zealand and it had these incredible white and pink um, terraces that cascaded down the mountain it was insane stunning spectacle in the 1600s and rich people around the world would get on their mother effing boats for this is three, before we had cars three months at a time to come and see this fucking beautiful shit and the people on the mountain which was a volcano um started you know tourism and they started polluting the mountain and not taking care of it and all the elders were saying you know it's disrespectful this is sacred land and they started making money from it one day a few people from different points in the village and um, a few different types of people saw a canoe being driven by ghosts and everybody said that that was a warning and then a few days later the mountain the volcano erupted and killed so many people on it and everybody said that was the ancestors warning them they didn't listen and it completely desecrated the eight wonder of the world it ceased to exist any longer and it's kind of like yeah this is actually based on a true story google it and like initially they that was the idea and since then obviously the world has 
overturned many times and so many it's a metaphor for how sacred sites are desecrated especially by capitalism and um you know it's, it's been happening quite literally so much you know often with Jaraporoang and the in Hawaii the telescope and mm -hmm. all the Mato. yeah and all the sacred yeah. other sacred indigenous sites here and also it's kind of a metaphor for our bodies as sacred indigenous land sites you know and um how we're desecrated also by capitalism and the ideologies that stem from it um yeah so it was interesting because we were meant to do it for Next Wave Festival, which is this very, it's very, like a highly esteemed festival in Melbourne. And um, we went to like the, the initial development and then COVID hit and got canceled. And I was actually at work when I got that email and I cried my eyes out, I had to work crying. I was so upset. Oh and God. so, but the interesting thing is, um, yeah, so then Aisha asked me to come on board because I wasn't there originally and she asked me to come on board. Since then, there's just so much has happened and we've come into it with just um, a lot of passion and energy mm. because we have a lot to say and so many ideas, you know, yeah. Do you feel like the timing worked? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Trust in the timing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I feel like it makes sense now, like, it makes sense that we get to show this this, we get to show what am I trying to say <laughs> um, we get to show everybody this show over here on mm. Gadigal land mm. in front of our community yes. like it may it just makes sense to show it at home first yes. to everyone to all of our crew before we take it elsewhere you know and yes even touching like um <laughs> sorry my voice is gonna go <laughs> oh your own journey as artists that have led you to this show and like how actually did you meet like what's your origin story how you um both became friends and everything and working oh, together. at a party yes. do you remember it was at the dirty habit market is, is that when we met oh no 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 it was at nancy dennis's show oh so, nancy yeah nancy yeah she's amazing yeah love her well okay i i just remember meeting ima and you know in true ima style she creates community wherever she oh, goes. Oh, that's my government name, by the way. Some people don't know me as that. Sally G. So it's a Sorry. beautiful name. <laughs> it's whatever. I love the name Ima. How beautiful is this? Actually, Sorema, which I think is just the prettiest name. Anyway, <laughs> Stelly G. Met me. I like, I needed a community of sisters. Like I'd moved here. I'd been on this huge journey and then I moved here by myself again. Um, and she like took me in and she, that, that's what she does you know she introduces you to everyone and then immediately I met all these people I met Basha I became close with Basha I just and then met everyone like yeah I they say to her all the time I'm so unbelievably grateful for her and like the way she opened her heart and just opened me to this whole community of amazing incredible colored artists <laughs> oh um, and what does it mean for you guys to be doing the show together? Everything. You don't understand, like, working with women that I adore and respect and admire and grateful for the way they live their lives, the choices they make to become the person 
they want to be and how they affect community and the honest work they put out, the way they use their heart to lead them to put out work that is really meaningful. Like that is the greatest gift of my existence. And mm. these three women I'm working with, like honestly, I just have moments where I'm like, wow, life is truly amazing because I just know the caliber of who they are and I know that they're a reflection of me and like I know that even if we were feeling unsure we would make something amazing because it's who we are like it's who we've chosen to be it's who we fight to be and um yeah I'm just so proud to be in this with them mm. I wish the show was longer <laughs> sorry what'd you say I said I wish the show was longer it's only like four days who knows we might get picked up by somebody no, else this and is we the might beginning. have a whole season this uh, is the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this is the, the birth. Of yeah, it. yeah, definitely. This is the birth. It's Actually, a fetus. This is our christening. Yeah, this is the christening of it. Yeah. yeah, I would say that. Yeah, it's the birth. Like, there's been contractions, and then we've been <laughs> in the womb. You know, the fetus developed. The fetus is developed. There's an um, embryo around it. Yes, it's ready to pop out the vagina and Period. bleed on the yes. motherfucking world. Yes, and Very then after. Hot. When I, by the fourth show, it's going to be a toddler. It's going to be crawling, you know? And, like, we need stage. Come through grants. Come yes. through festivals. We need another stage to make it run into a fully-fledged woman. Yes. It'll be at State Theatre. That's a State Theatre production. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Leave it. Vibrate with it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, um... So talking about the show, uh, I guess um, both you, both you, and obviously um, Aisha and Sela, all uh, Pacifica women. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot that's going to be resonating with uh, fellow bride of black women that attend this show. What something do you feel like they want to take away from this show? I feel that I know that you know, younger Pacifica artists are going to feel when they see this is they're going to feel really fucking proud to be a Pacific Islander. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I feel emotional. If I cry all the time, actually. This is not new. But yeah. I do, it's, I really do, like, I can see the next generation looking at this work mm. and just being really like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I see who we are and I see what the fuck we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful. Mm. With, uh, growing up, like, because uh, I've lived in Australia my whole life and it's only been from, like, the last few years that I've really kind of tapped into this community that is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's purely just from my own surroundings, like, not being, um, not really finding my community of Pacific Islanders that are on that kind of communicate the same way that I do yeah you know being so used to thinking that like Pacific Islanders you know they fit this criteria or this box of like what everyone knows us as is being playing sports or instruments or going to church like I felt that Pacific Islanders only fit into that box and then Mm. kind of starting the podcast and meeting all of these beautiful people including yourselves it made me realize like hello (laughs) multi-dimensional you know but like you know it's just from my own like sheltered upbringing I had no idea 
that these this community existed and so like now my Instagram is like full of like these people that I just like I'm so uh, fascinated by and mm-hmm. seeing like all the work that they're doing in their own industries um and in their own spaces as people and how they're developing it's just like mind-blowing to like see this happen like real time like this is not history like yeah. this is right now <laughs> yes, it's but it's gonna culti- yes. and it's gonna cultivate change you know because mm-hmm. what we're doing and how we're showing up is like we're showing up the way like in the world the way we want the world to be mm, you know yeah. where yes. the change that we're wanting to see but also in very small ways but it's going to be huge. huge imagine when your nieces and nephews are going to be our age mm. yeah you it's know, only like, the beginning it's crazy yeah. like, <laughs> i always try to think about that like i i always try to think like right now everything feels a little bit a little bit this but the the conversation of diaspora is always Mm. actually going to be a thing Mm. for as long as we are away from home and you know we have to make it easier and easier and lighter for the next generation to come yes Mm. and what you were feeling you (sighs) expressed it so beautifully thank you for sharing that I think, you know, what you're feeling and what what you found is that you found yourself reflected. And I think that in Mm. itself Mm. is so healing to to see yourself in another human being. That's what diaspora does. And that's what causes us pain in this country is that we don't see ourselves anywhere. And, you know, we feel like this isolated entity and we need community. And we're, we're not just, we are special souls. We're artists, we're Pacific artists that's so sacred, like storytellers, people Mm. who passed down, you know, stories and lessons, they were so revered in our communities and in all ancient communities. And for good reason, they are the core of humanity. And like, when you feel that in yourself and you don't see it in uh, people around you and then you find your community and you see it reflected, like that's why this show is so special because it's not often that you see four Pacific women who stand in their power and have a voice and mean what they say and say Mm. it fearlessly, you know, with their whole beings, like to see that on a stage and see it reflected. I know how powerful that is in itself. And I, I'm excited for people to come and see it, especially people of diaspora, because I know how powerful it's been for me and my development and my homecoming, you know, we come home to ourselves in each other because we find a place that resonates so easily and often in the world it's so jarring you know that like when I'm around white people I don't resonate with them I'm not vibrating with them and that can feel so isolating mm-hmm. 100% wow and I think that's what we love about this this show like uh the podcast is that we obviously get to um share the space with uh artists like yourselves and we also uh, remember one of our other friends of the podcast, he said that the reason why he started his own podcast is because he wanted his future generations to listen to him. And like, wouldn't that be so cool if you had, if you, if your, your grandparents had podcasts and they were just talking ah. shit, oh like talking God. about their experiences, yeah. like how special would that be? Special uh, plans from the FTR podcast in, America, <laughs> in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Like hundred percent. And, so every time we do we do these episodes and we share the space with you with other people we're just like this is we're leaving a little bit of our our experiences and our journeys through life for our future generations to Mm. hear definitely definitely because you know we pass down lessons through also like 
you know, the way art makes you feel, like they listen to mm. this podcast and they, they feel the energy of what we're feeling. And that's like letting future generations know when you, you know, you listen to something that resonates with you, you're like, okay, they, they felt this too. I'm going to be okay. You know, I, I think about that all the time. Like someone somewhere is going to listen to something you've said and just be like, I can do this, mm. you know, in life. Yes, yes. Um, I was there anything else that you guys want to talk about with the show? Because um, I'm happy to. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. You know what? It's just fun. Like we're having fun. That's my favorite thing about it. Like I know it's gonna be fun for me to perform. You know, I I get hired to be a poet a lot. Um, you know, I'm an actor as well. I do a lot of poetry though. I have my own poetry night, Revolution Renegade at the Giant Dwarf Theater on the last Thursday of every month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always I always feature you know queer and BIPOC artists um it's a safe space um yeah it's beautiful anyway why what am I talking about the show the show uh, yeah and like <laughs> I'm so excited because I get have, I get to be silly I get to have fun Stella's a dancer you know we it's have incredible working with her yeah, she's so amazing she, she's a movement artist Stella Vi Stella Vi I'm sure you know Stella Vi my mm. god she's amazing and then Aisha Ash with her, she's she's oh, so smart when she's she writes so smart her she can, writing she writes oh a script god. she writes a script in like 15, five seconds yeah, 15 minutes and you and read it and it's, it's the like, funniest best shit she's so smart and like and I love the way like mm. one thing that you'll also see as well is just the way she incorporates um pop culture oh she's a pop culture expert like (laughs) culture but it's so fun did you see the blackbird show with ima um steli and her cousin richard the we did like a housewives snippet oh yeah i mean like a few months ago Yes, it was yeah. last year. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> and it was so fun. It was so Aisha because she's so quick, so witty. Um, she's on she's top of everything. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as a writer, she is fucking she's hilarious. Talented. She's talented. Like, I see <laughs> that girl, Aisha Ash, she's a future CEO. She's a future mover maker, you mm, know, revolution yep. shaker. Like, that girl has brains for days. <laughs> I can't wait. And like all of your minds put together, it's like. Yeah. What about me? Do we even have to say Issa? Issa. Issa, man. Anyway, gosh. That's her. Can I just say, like, anytime, like, I've just been so excited to perform with Stelly because I am a huge fan of her. Huge. Like, you, I'm sure you've seen her perform if you haven't, like, she just embodies this mana, Mel- this power <laughs> that is just like, just completely like shocks and and excites you and brings you like back to your freaking raw, authentic, you know, um, indigenous self, primal warrior, primal warrior within. She's amazing, and like I, everything she does, like every time I've seen her, even acting, she steals the show because she just has presence on stage so i'm just like being so excited to perform with her we did a little moment yeah once. We, we did, did a, a little moment. we did a little moment we actually started a mini collective because we were like inspired by <laughs> yeah. um the blackbirds called lewa lewa which i definitely think we're going to bring her back you know what we soon. we yeah we opened for candy royale bless her soul this incredible warrior spirit um poet high priestess poet incredible you should look at her work revolutionary mm-hmm. community justice warrior now that word 
no, no, that's all right. It's social justice was warriors. <laughs> and, um, we performed at the opening of this event she had. We were just like, should we do this? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just had this amazing show. It was so fun to it perform. Was, it, was so, it was so fun to perform with Mel. Mel just really like brings that thing inside of me and just brings it out. I don't have words like Mel does, but <laughs> you know the vibes. You yeah, know the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> we're both scarily powerful is what we're trying to say here he is <laughs> yes are also ladies yeah we really i feel like when i'm with mel like i really tap into like my primal primal like warrior grandmother like oh, i love that yeah and Oof. she taps into her grandfather as well yeah yeah which is like Oof. Warrior yeah, spirit. it's giving oof, goosebumps. Mm. Like, yeah. Before you see us, come so look out for Loa. She's yeah. gonna make a resurgence, resurface. Yeah, we're so. into trusting the universe. When it's time, we trust. Which, it's gonna align. You're gonna yes. know about it. We'll have to keep your eyes peeled for that one. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. I love that. Yeah. Oh my god, it's too much. It's, Very exciting I'm loving this to episode. have the representation um, mm. as well. Which is yeah. what? Can I ask like, you a question? Oh, who? Both of y'all. <laughs> Tell me, like, I want to know about a show you've seen that really resonated with a part of yourself that you needed. You need. You needed that show, and you felt like you know you needed to see that part of your soul, and you felt like you'd come home to yourself a little bit. Oh. <laughs> I've seen a lot of like a theater and everything, but nothing that represents me at all. Like pro- oh. probably just, probably just like rich white cunt energy theater. Oh. It's basically. Wow! Well, welcome home. You about to be a I've like literally wow. just seen theater high school and like like adulthood and like just yeah. consider this a sacred ritual in your honor, yeah. sister. <laughs> That's I'm trying to think of anything cultural I've seen. I'm like, no, I just saw American Psycho at the Opera House, like last Wednesday. <laughs> that was fun, though. <laughs> Hang on, was it an opera? Yeah, it's at opera. Yeah, at, at, in the Playhouse. How, yeah. was How was it? I liked it. It was a musical version of it, which was funny. Oh. So, so that was different and very 80s and everything. But before then, I'm, I've always seen, um like, just, like, theatre, like, Shakespeare and that, that, like, Jeffrey Rush before he was very problematic. Like, I remember we saw him, I think he played King Lear. So that's the energy I have from (laughs) No, but that is incredible acting. But you know what, girl, listen, that's what I'm going to say. This is an offering to you from your ancestors. They're just like, just... So you know. Yeah, this is an offering to all Pacifica. Yeah. Pacifica people. Come home. That's what I'm saying. Period. Buy tickets, come home. That's it. That's literally it. Come home. Come remember you. That's the tagline. Yes. That's <laughs> so true because we do need it being like a lot of our cousins and everything back in the mother country think we have it lucky being in the Western world. Mm. But I like that's why we created the podcast to highlight that it's not there might be the capitalism benefits but like yes. but the actual reality is very it's you could don't belong like yeah. in either world absolutely like sorry sorry you, you go, go. <laughs> <laughs> too much. No, i will hold on to my thought i just also feel like you know 
the the fucking boys have been running the music for a little bit while now, and it's like it's time it's the, it's time for the women to shine a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I always say this to the girls, like we are the original gatekeepers of the world mm. as women, like you know, simply because we have wombs, and that's just that on that. And it's, you know, and it's it's our time to thrive and shine and really speak on some real shit you know mm. step up fearless women like step up and claim mm. your throne that's it yes but also <laughs> back to what you were saying Talitha um I think about this all the time you know I think about the pleasure of growing up in a country where you are seen reflected you are an equal like that identity that having to be made to feel less than it is crushing it is soul crushing as human beings as spirits we want to connect and like you know that's the price we pay for living here Mm. you know having to what we've essentially had to build ourselves build our own identities build our own own culture and i'm so proud of all the diaspora doing that and that turning our pain into beauty turning our pain into wisdom turning it into learning, you know, encapsulating it and passing it down. Like it's painful to grow up where you are not reflected. It's plain and simple as that. It hurts so much, especially when the freaking people who have no respect for the land and who have, you know, colonized it are so brainwashed. They have these perceptions about us that come from a place of, fucking toxicity Mm. it hurts and i'm so proud of all of us because it's hard this is hard for us Mm. you know to constantly be questioned for who we are and to constantly be judged and like even just me going out and having white girls every day asking my hair is fake it's exhausting oh my gosh exhausting and we're talking about it and we're creating about it and we're letting it heal because we're connecting about it. Mm. And like, I'm so proud of us. And like, you need to come to the show. And anyone who's specific or feeling that real sense of disconnectedness from the fuckery that is white Australia, come to the show. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely perfect. And that is simply just that on that. <laughs> End scene, act three. <laughs> She said, get your ticket, bitch. <laughs> don't waste no time and don't call me when it fucking sells out either. <laughs> don't get in my DMs. Yes. <laughs> I'm not that cousin. <laughs> what are we going to do now? Should we do a... Uh, I'm screaming the fuck, marry, kill. Simi I love a good game. Like I love a good game. She loves a good game. Every time, <laughs> well, late, take it away, silly. One time, Earl Sweatshirt came back to the Dirty Habit. My remember the Dirty Habit where I used to live. He came back there, and I made him play Mafia with everybody else. He was not into it. Earl <laughs> <laughs> Sweatshirt. Oh my god. I show you. He was not into it. Love. He didn't pass the vibe check. No. I never read the vibe. I, I, I create the vibe. Conducting the vibe. Are you in? Are you playing? Or are you sitting out? Yeah, let's play this game. Let's play this game. 
Okay, all right. So introduce the game. Okay, fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill Hooligan Hairs, Golo or Lissy. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna fuck Hooligan Hacks because he said he likes a big bitch. Hey! hey! Okay, that might change. I remember his lyrics. He's like, he likes big bitches, so yes. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, God. I'm gonna kill Lissy. Yeah. And I'm obviously gonna marry Lil Gola because. He's marriage material, I reckon. Because he's vanished <laughs> and so am I. He's chaotic, like Western Sydney marriage material. Yeah. <laughs> I just Shut feel up. like he'd be really, you know, like, I feel like he'd really look after me. So. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? He He's also a removalist when he's not being Golo. And yeah. he's helped me. Little movers. Yeah, and he's helped me and all my friends move, and he's always been so lovely. Like, yeah, he does main street. Yeah. Everyone loves a handyman. Everyone loves a man with a big van that can move your shit around. Literally. Like, <laughs> moving is really stressful. It's stressful. And the yeah. fact that he just come and just do all of that, like, but can I just give a that. shout out to my sis, Queen G, hip hop yes. artist? Yes. Um, also, just an incredible activist and spokesperson. Um, anyway, I'm shouting her out, but the story is about her mans. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sweet. When I moved, he literally put everything onto his freaking car and drove it here and unpacked the whole thing and then just gave me a smile and left. And I was like, I love these nice right. who exist in the right. world. Right. Uh, so. he, yeah, he just gives me good vibes. Men that are kind and, the, and that Kindness like. Kindness is the sexiest, sexiest thing. thing. If you yeah. find, let me suck on it. <laughs> <laughs> but really. <laughs> You're like, ha, oh, but seriously. No, I was telling you the other day that recently I just burned this dude. And then I was like, I don't know. He was like too nice and like, you know, just like talking about his dreams and like, something <laughs> and, then, and I was like, you know, I don't know. He was like bragging. And Mel was like, were you projecting? And I was like, oh <laughs> yes about that yes it's like for me personally anyway it's like I've just gotten used to like dealing with all the cunts you know the yeah. more cuntier they are the, the more, more I'm yeah. like I'm a dog I will buck whenever you want me to <laughs> she's entering her 30s she's yes. learning to not fuck learning with and toxic unlearning. dick period Okay, all right. And Talitha, you fuck Mary Kill, chilling it. The lead guy from HP Boys, I don't know his name. Feel free to Google it. <laughs> oh my god, At it's all. called it's HP on it. <laughs> the last one. Oh, YP. Lol. Okay, like I'm gonna oh simp because I'm like clearly from Granville because I would marry chilling it. Shout out like a Lebanese wait, 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 wait. Sorry, <laughs> say that again. Because he's Lebo, chilling it. So I'd marry him because I'd have a fuck off Lebo wedding. Oh my God, that would be so iconic. And, oh, that's hard because the other two, well, I don't even know, fuck YP and probably kill mm. HP on it. Sorry, Cribs. That's right. He looks like April's dad, so I've just cancelled that. <laughs> oh. oh my God, gag. That's I was my- like, shut up. She's like, you know, it looks like my dad. I was like... <laughs> 
I have to show you guys a photo now of her dad. Yeah, show us. Wait, I think I know which one he is. He's like um Samoa Asian Samoan, right? The main mullet guy. Yeah, main the mullet guy. Yeah. What's his name? Who the, the the main guy? Yeah, the main guy. Like his government name or his rapper name? Uh rapper name. It's um it's on it O N I T. It's Tino backwards. Oh, stunning. His name is Tino. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm finding a dad. Fuck my dad. Fuck, marry, kill. Me? Yeah. Make sure I know who they are because I'm I'm not down with the kids. All right. (laughs) Fuck, marry, kill, Stan Walker. Yeah. Um... Bam Bam Duivasa. Oh my god! It's a Bam Bam. Oh my god! Tyson Pedro. Oh my god! Or Tyson Pedro. Who's Tyson Pedro? Yeah. Google it, please. Instagram. Instagram. Too many people are thirsty for Tyson, and it's very triggering to me. Wait, you say many people aren't thirsty for him? Oh, I see him. Okay, I don't know who he is, but now I can see him. Okay. I said many people are thirsty. Okay, so this is so easy. Thank you for making it easy for me. <laughs> I would marry Stan. I would fuck Tyson and kill Bam Bam. <laughs> oh, Bam Bam, Esau. <laughs> Bam Bam. Sorry, Bam Bam. Tyson is fine. Is he problematic? No, he's literally my best friend's brother-in-law, like my ride-or-die best friend's brother-in-law. I'm in love with him. He's very wholesome. Like his wife, they've been dating like since high school, and he married her and everything. Oh my god, yeah, was she like? Is she a brown woman? Yeah, she's um, she's pock. Yeah, she's um, Philo. I love him even more. That's my brother. But mm. if he ever divorces, it might be my lover. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Universe, what's up? I'm talking to you. Oh my gosh. Do they have to be rappers? Yeah. For the vibe. Yeah, we're gonna do rappers from the area. Okay. NASA Nova. Cursor. Oh my god. NASA Nova Cursor. Oh my gosh, I got the last one. And and young and lips. (gasps) Oh my lanta. Okay, well, okay. how old are they all? Kirsten, <laughs> like, I think he's like my age, so like 30. What is it? Kirsten's like, I think he's in his 30s. He'll be like the same age or maybe younger than me, I think. Look, you know, I really hate to say it, but I have a thing for white guys. <gasps> oh, like, I have a thing for Adelaide. Oh, you do? Yeah. And like, you know, Cursor, when he did come out, I, I did think that that was, like, a banger. That first song that he did with, like, some guy with a knife on the train station. I actually did. Oh. <laughs> I, I would I would marry Cursor, lol. Um, also because I know he's really good friends with my friend Forte. So I know that my mate would pull him up. Um, <laughs> and I would fuck. Nessa Nova. Ooh, yeah, I'd have to because Young and Lips is too young. How? I think he's like twenty, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Train. Yeah. He's like very young. No, but there, yeah. Some young guys be putting it down. Like they be some some of those younger boys in that age group be putting it down. They're eager. I personally <laughs> don't know. They're eager to. But please. I have heard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but then when you go back to a man, like someone in their thirties, and you're like, oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So I'd marry Cursor, lol, um, and just hang out at fucking Campbelltown train station every day with him. Yeah. <laughs> then um, fuck NASA Nova, and then I would kill yeah. Young and Lips. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. Tickets went on sale today for Oramate, and you can check out more information on the Blackbird Collective via their Instagram at bl.ckb.rds or their website www.black-birds.net and also um, Mel and Selly's Instagrams, which is Selly's is at Auntie Selly G and Mel's is Mel underscore underscore. R-double-E. <laughs> the production is running for four shows from the 14th to the 17th of July 2021 at Pax Centre in Marrickville, which is a fully accessible space. Tickets are $36. There'll be an Auslan interpreter for the performances on the 16th of July, and in solidarity with the First Nations of this country, they're offering free tickets to mob, elders, and trans POC. So please contact Pack Center for more information on this. And thank you once again, Mel and Steli. We can't wait to see the show. Yes, our absolute pleasure. Thank you, sisters. And that's right. It's free for mob, elders, and trans park. We really value community. Come through. We got something special for you. Thank you for listening to Two Brownish Girls. Two Brownish Girls is made by me, Talitha Twentakor, and Cribs. New episodes are posted on the 15th of every month, with some bonus episodes in between. Original music by Choice Vaughan. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at Two Brownish Girls. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. land.